Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 339 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about debt, and not just debt in the normal sense of how I would talk about debt, but debt specifically uh, among retirees and uh, among people who are expecting to retire in the near future. Because if there is anything uh, that is going to hold you back from your retirement dreams, it's debt. And if you ever wonder why I tell you to get out of debt in the financial action plan, it's because I know uh, that debt can hold you back over the long term and I don't want it to hold you back. Uh, So we're going to talk about why you should stay out of debt, what it looks like, and then ultimately what Americans are thinking about uh, when it comes to debt and retirement. And I think some of the findings uh, will shock you. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need some somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. Now, I think it is a fair statement to make that most people are used to living in debt. Most people in the United States especially uh, are used to living in debt. They're used to having student loans. They're used to having car payments. They're used to having uh, even you know, mortgage payments, which I don't see as the you know, worst debt out there, right? Uh, but they're used to having mortgage payments. They're used to having credit card debt. They're used to having all these different types of debt, right? Um, and ultimately, uh, the problem with you know, having that debt is not just today. Right today is a problem, of course, because uh, any debt that you have today is cash flow that you don't have today, which is cash flow that you can't choose to do something with today. Right, uh, you have no options if you have debt today. But if you still have debt many years from now, if you still have debt in retirement, if you still have debt uh, when you are getting ready to retire, or you're um, you know trying to prepare to retire, uh, it's going to make retirement all the more difficult. Right, um, trying to maintain enough cash, you know, on hand in order to cover your recurring bills and uh, all of your debts, while still creating enough income to do what you want to do uh, in retirement, is extremely difficult. Right, because it's hard enough. Uh, to create income without debt. It's hard enough to create the income that you need from the money that you have invested and saved over time uh, without debt. But you add debt, uh, that is just more in the way of expenses. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that uh, it is easier in many cases uh, to get rid of debt prior to retirement than it is to create more income for retirement. Right? Uh, it is going to ultimately cost you less uh, in order to pay off whatever debt it is typically uh, than it would cost uh, to build up a nest egg large enough to create income uh, to cover just that debt over time. Right, uh, So uh, according to a survey by personal finance site uh, Magnify Money, 46% 
of all Americans uh, expect to retire in debt. 46%, so about half of all Americans expect to have debt in retirement. And this is a big deal, right? Uh, because that's 46% of Americans saying, hey, uh, either I don't want to get out of debt or I don't think that I can. And that's frustrating to somebody who tells you to get out of debt, right? That's frustrating to somebody who is you know, constantly preaching, be out of debt, be out of debt, be out of debt. But on the other hand, right? That means that there's still 54% of Americans that don't expect to. Uh, so that may mean that they are in debt and they plan to get out. That means that maybe they're not in debt at all and they don't plan to go into debt. And that's a great thing, right? But this 46%, it does concern me, right? It concerns me that people think that having debt in retirement is either one, okay, uh, or two, they're just going to live with it and it's going to be fine. Uh, so ultimately, uh, debt can derail a lot of people. And it can definitely derail you in retirement. And not only uh, can it derail you in retirement as you continue uh, to go back into debt time and time and time again, because uh, ultimately that's what people do. People don't just go into debt and just pay off those things over time and then get out typically, right? Uh, typically what they do uh, is if they're used to making payments, then they'll just keep making payments. They had a car, they financed the car, the, you know, the car loan ends and then they want a new car, a nicer car, a more expensive car with a higher payment. And then they start uh, that new car loan, right? Uh, typically it's not, uh, Hey, I, I did that once and I'm just going to keep driving this car for a long period of time. A lot of people don't do that. They just keep going back in and back in and back in. And that's only going to hurt you in retirement when your income is going to be far more fixed than it has ever been. Um, not to mention, Older Americans today, they owe more money uh, than really ever before. The total debt burden for Americans over age 70 increased 614% uh, through 2021 from 1999 to a $1.27 trillion uh, value, according to data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. And so I would say that that is not um, inflation driven, right? 614% uh, over a 20-year period. Uh, I'd say that that is a, a bit more than just uh, the increase in prices of goods and services. I think that's um, the fact that we're t actually taking out more debt. We're more comfortable with debt than we have ever been before. Um, and demographics have shifted, right? Uh, you have a bunch of people over the age of 70 that uh, are living, and they're living a lot longer. And so uh, naturally, I think you've probably got a bigger group, and that bigger group is continuing to go back into debt and remain in debt over a long period of time. Now, while most Americans recognize it's increasingly their responsibility to fund retirement rather than relying solely on Social Security, 43% fear that their retirement dreams could be disrupted if Social Security runs dry, right? And again, this is sad. It's sad to think that there are people who are afraid that they can't live their retirement dreams if they're not getting this, you know, on average $1,500, $1,600 a month uh, payment from Social Security. That's a sad thought, uh, especially given what I'm teaching on this show every day, teaching you uh, to be financially free, to be financially independent, to build a nest egg for yourself. But we'll get to that here shortly, right? We'll talk more about actually building up that nest egg and what it takes. But let's just talk real quick about uh, the debts that people do have, right? Uh, the debts that by age bracket, right? The, these age groups, uh, what debts do you have? How much uh, do you have relative uh, to other groups? So the 18 to 29 year old group, uh, the majority of their debt 
is mortgage and student loan, right? Uh, and their mortgage debt is not near uh, what the mortgage debt uh, is of individuals in other age brackets because a lot of them don't own homes, right? Uh, but the majority of their debt is in uh, student loans and then uh, mortgages. You see some credit card debt. Uh, there are some auto loans out there, but ultimately uh, student loans and mortgages uh, are there for the 18 to 29 year olds. Now you step up to the 30 to 39 year olds, the mortgage debt blows up probably by four times uh, at least what the 18 to 29 year olds were, which is not surprising because more people in that time period are going to be buying houses. Um, and then there is an, even an increase uh, from 18 to 29 to 30 to 39 of uh, the student loan uh, amounts. And I think that's interesting because what that means is either that uh, interest is growing the student loan balances or uh, those older millennials took out a whole lot more in student loans uh, than the younger millennials and Gen Zers are. Uh, so I think that's interesting, but it's still a super substantial uh, portion of their debt. Uh, car loans are more than they were for 18 to 29-year-olds. Credit card is probably two or three times more. Uh, and then there are other types of debt as well. Um, then the 40 to 49-year-olds, you still see a growing uh, amount of mortgage debt. And I think uh, that probably has to do with uh, increasing your lifestyle, right? 40 to 49 years old is probably when you're going to buy your biggest house uh, and have uh, the largest amount of debt on that house. Not saying it's right, but that's likely the case for most people. Uh, student loan debt actually starts to dwindle a little bit in the 40 to 49 year old range, but car loans remain about the same as they did in 30 to 39 years old. Um, and then credit card balances are actually increasing uh, there from the 30 to 39 year olds. Uh, then 50 to 59 year olds, mortgage debt shrinks just a tiny bit. Uh, then student loans, uh, they shrink pretty substantially, but they're still there, which for 50 to 59 year olds, the fact that you can still see that there are student loans there is a sad fact. Um, you know, credit card debt remains about the same, uh, car loans, they go down uh, a little bit. You see a little bit in the way of, uh, you know, home equity lines of credit, but, uh, something that is important to note is that from 40 to 59, that's where most of the debt is held, right? So the 40 to 49-year-olds have the most debt uh, of any of these age groups. And then the 50 to 59-year-olds are second, 30 to 39-year-olds are third. Then you get to 60 to 69-year-olds. Well, this period, you see a real dwindling in mortgage debt. And I think this uh, it can be manifold, right? It can be uh, the fact that a bunch of people are paying off their homes around those ages. Uh, it can be the fact that those demographics don't like debt uh, as much uh, because they're from a different time period uh, than some of the others. Um, it can be the fact that those individuals are uh, moving out of the homes that they own uh, and moving into places that they rent and that are smaller and things like that. It could be any number of things. Uh, but mortgage debt uh, cuts by about, you know, I'd say nearly a third there. Um, and then student loan debt goes down substantially, but it's still there. Uh, there's still credit card debt, uh, auto loans go down, uh, things of the like. And then the lowest amount of debt is held by the 70 plus uh, with the majority of what they have being in mortgage debt. Um, they are the second lowest in mortgage debt uh, in this uh, you know set of age ranges with the uh, lowest being the 18 to 29 year olds. And then all the other debts, they shrink. But the sad part, I think, here is that student loans are in every single one of these. You can see the little cut. It's all in colored bars. That's why I'm saying about a third, about half, you know, how they cut. You can't see perfect amounts here. But um, the sad thing is that student loans are in all of these, 
right? Uh, and all of these uh, different age ranges, they have substantial amounts of debt. Um, credit cards are in all of these. The fact that credit card balances are being held uh, by all these different age groups is a sad fact, right? Why are we holding credit card balances? Auto loans are pretty substantial in every single group, right? They're not the largest portion of debt uh, because they're not uh, large in amount uh, like a student loan maybe initially or like mortgage debt's going to be, but uh, they still show up in every single one of these age ranges, and that's pretty sad. It's also sad that a lot of people aren't paying off their home, right? Uh, this is a type of debt that I say, hey, yeah, you can go get a mortgage. That's fine. Uh, but you want to pay your mortgage off in a reasonable amount of time. And a lot of people just do not do that because maybe they buy too much house or whatever else, right? Uh, so ultimately, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, you, know, you are not immune to the debt bug. You are not immune to making these bad decisions and, and being uh, you know, weighed down by debt. But ultimately right? Uh, the reason, again, that we want to be out of debt is because we want to build something up for ourselves, not just today, but in the future, right? Uh, and if we don't have money today to put away for our future, uh, then that's a problem, right? It's a problem uh, if you don't have money to invest for your future. And the only way that you have money to invest for your future is that uh, your income is substantially greater than your outgo, right? Than, than your expenses, well, the problem for people who are deeply in debt uh, is that they have expenses that are far too high, right? Or in some cases, expenses that exceed uh, their regular income. And if that's the case, then how are you ever going to put money away? How are you ever going to invest for your future and for your children's future? Uh, it's going to be almost impossible to do so, right? Which is why uh, I want to free up your cash flow. I want you to get out of debt so that uh, you are able to, um, you know, go and invest your money, go and uh, even be generous with your money, go and enjoy your money, spend your money. And that's in retirement, ultimately what we want. We want you to uh, have a nest egg that you build, right? Which is half the battle or over half the battle, but that's what you should be doing throughout your working life is building that nest egg. And then once you have that nest egg, we don't want you to waste it uh, or I don't want you to waste it on uh, these debt payments. I want you to spend it on what you want to spend it on. I want you to give it and I want you to spend it and enjoy the money that you've built up for yourself uh, and not have to struggle in retirement. Uh, some people struggle with decent sized nest eggs because they are deeply in debt. You cannot outrun uh, or out income debt because uh, ultimately it doesn't matter how much uh, you know income you make. If your lifestyle keeps bumping up and you keep going into debt to increase your lifestyle time and time again, then nothing's going to happen but uh, you not being able to afford uh, whatever it is, right? Lifestyle creep is very, very real. Now, carrying some debt in retirement, um, you know, people don't typically see that as a bad thing because they're like, hey, I, I can make these debt payments. It's not a huge strain. But the truth of the matter is, is that even if it's not a huge strain, it is more income that you are having to make up, right? Uh, because the whole idea about retirement and figuring out when you can retire is when can you live comfortably on the income that's you know being created by your nest egg, your pensions, all these different types of things. Uh, and the more expenses you have, the more income you're going to have to make up. Uh, that's just intuitive, right? It's likely that retirees will have to factor in some amount of debt repayment, at least on average, such as a mortgage or an auto loan. Uh, but those do luckily typically uh, come with lower interest rates. So I would say the thing that is eating away most 
uh, in retirees is probably housing costs, right? Because if you didn't have to pay a mortgage payment, let's just say, uh, you know, what is the average mortgage payment um, in America today? So if you look up what is the average mortgage payment um, in America today, uh, the answer that you get is $1,275 on a 30-year fixed mortgage, right? So if you had to come up with $1,275 less in retirement, right? That is a huge deal because uh, let's just run the numbers here, right? $1,275, uh, that is per month, right? So we can take that value and we say, okay, uh, $1,275 uh, times 12. So over the course of the year, that's $15,300 a year that you are going to have to make up. Uh, but let's say you are withdrawing the uh, you know old school 4% rule from, from your retirement accounts, taking 4% off of your retirement accounts, that means just in order to make the mortgage payment every single year on your home, you are going to have to have three hundred and eighty-two thousand five hundred dollars uh, in your um, you know nest egg, and at four percent, that would create fifteen thousand three hundred dollars a year, which is uh, that annual mortgage payment. Right? That's a lot of money to have to come up with uh, when you could ultimately just get your home paid off. Right, and if you get your home paid off, then you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, the you know excess in uh, you know nest egg that uh, may be needed here. Right, uh, that is something that we just would not have to worry about, and something that we could put behind us. Uh, so even though that is a huge deal, and that is uh, something that I think most retirees should try to get out of their lives. If you can get a mortgage out of your life, uh, then ultimately you can make good decisions with your money and have far more options, uh, and even retire earlier because you have to come up with less in the way of income. But I think retirees have bigger problems too. Uh, I think retirees have bigger problems than just their mortgages because most of our working lives, uh, all of us out here are dealing with mortgages, right? And you're, you're paying a mortgage. Most people are for most of their working lives and many people have built uh, great nest eggs while paying a mortgage, right? Um, so ultimately, is it you know really that big a thing? Is it is it an issue uh, that we have uh, have a mortgage? Well, maybe not, right? Uh, maybe the issue is the fact that we're carrying credit card debt uh, all the way through retirement, or maybe it's the problem that we're uh, carrying you know student loans or car loans into retirement, right? All of these smaller expenses than the mortgage, right? But they are eating at this residual income that we have. Right, uh, because we have always, or most people have always paid for housing expenses in one way or another. Right, uh, but we don't have to be paying on credit cards. You don't have to be always making a car payment. You don't have to be uh, paying on a student loan forever. You don't have to do those things. And in not having to do them, and yet continuing to do them into retirement, you are just digging yourself a, de a deeper hole uh, when it comes to the amount of income that you are going to have to recreate uh, with your retirement nest egg. That is ultimately the big problem. The big problem is uh, in retirement, people have bigger expenses than they can ultimately uh, you know, create income for with their nest eggs. And don't get it twisted. The problem is not just the expenses. The problem is not just the debt, right? There are people who go into retirement in debt and do perfectly fine because they've built up huge nest eggs, right? Now, that's fewer and far between, right? Uh, but there are some who, who do that, right? Because there's two sides of the story, Part of the story is the debt. Part of the story is the expenses. But the other side's the income too, the income creation, which is, comes from the nest egg, right? Most people don't have nest eggs big enough to deal with debt payments, right? They don't have nest eggs big enough uh, to make credit card payments in retirement or to even make you know regular mortgage payments in retirement, right? And that 
is a problem. It's a problem. And that's a problem that can only be fixed while you are still working, right? Uh, that problem can only be fixed while you are still making uh, some income that you can invest the residual amounts of that income, right? As long as you're working, you can do something about that. But once you retire, um, I mean, you have to do your best to manage your expenses because your income is not going to drastically change, right? Yes, you should prepare your income for inflation. You should prepare your income for a long period of time uh, and prepare your nest egg to grow over a long period of time. Uh, but ultimately, your income is not going to change so substantially over retirement, uh, but it can change substantially while you're still working uh, and you can reinvest uh, that money while you're still working. You can invest that money for the first time, not just reinvest. Uh, you can invest that money while you're still working and then that can create a nest egg for you. But once you're retired, you just have to do do a great job right, of managing your expenses and being able to keep uh, all of your expenses low. And if you have debt, you just can't do that. Right? If you have large amounts of debt, you cannot uh, keep your expenses low relative to your income because uh, you won't have uh, much income left over because your debt is eating up uh, all of the income that you bring in, right? And that is an issue. Look, ultimately, what I want for all of you guys out there, and you know, if you're near retirement, then great. If you're not, uh, I think this can be really useful too because you should take heed to the fact uh, that the average person is going into retirement uh, and having debt. The average person is, uh, you know, looking towards retirement and wondering how they're going to make it, right? So if you're nowhere near it, that doesn't mean that this isn't a useful episode for you. This is absolutely a useful episode for you because it's motivation. It's motivation to get up and actually go do something. Get up and go build that nest egg for yourself. Get up and be motivated to pay off the debts that you have and don't go back into debt uh, over a long period of time. Do that, right? Um, and in doing that, you will make yourself more financially strong uh, and you will experience financial freedom. And once you experience that freedom of being out of debt, being debt-free, uh, that is just, it's a huge deal. It's, a, it's an absolutely huge deal. Uh, and you won't want to go back. And if you want to go back, go back, right? I'm not, I'm not going to stop you, uh, but I'm just telling you, you won't want to go back because it is a freeing feeling and having that excess income is a fantastic thing. But then if you are somebody who's close to retirement, right? You're, you're looking towards retirement very soon, or maybe you're even uh, in retirement and you're just like, yep, I got debt too. I, I'm, I'm vouching for that. I mean, you still have to figure something out, right? You still have to figure out what you can do to change because uh, the good news is, is that you can decide right now to change. The good news is you can make a decision right now that you will no longer live under the bounds of debt. You can make that decision. Now, is it going to be hard to get out on a nearly fixed income or a fixed income? Yes, it is, right? It's going to be very difficult to get out. Uh, is it going to be difficult to get out uh, when you have all of these debts and you don't have a big nest egg and you're nearing retirement? Yes, it is going to be difficult to do so. You may have to work a few more years. You may have to uh, put off retirement for some time so you can make your financial situation stronger uh, and more um, you know, convenient for you over a long period of time and uh, you know, more realistic as to your ability to retire and stay retired, right? Because something that none of us want, I think, is to retire and then be like, oh crap, I don't have enough money. I need to go back to work. A lot of people do this, but I don't think uh, this is something anybody really wants to do. And a lot of people go back to work because they just want to have something to do. And that's admirable, perfectly fine, right? But I'm saying if you're going back specifically for money reasons, that's a problem, right? Uh, so we need to be doing the right things beforehand. And I know some of you are kind of at a point of no return. You're kind of at this point uh, where you can't do a whole lot. 
and uh, because you know you've waited too long, you're way too far down the road, or you're already retired. Uh, in which case, do what you can, right? But you can always do something. You can always make some decisions that are going to make your financial life better, right? Uh, whether that's cutting expenses, whether that's selling a house that you can't afford, or selling a car that you can't afford. Uh, or working as hard as you can to get out of credit card debt or, or to not have car loans anymore. Um, just do the best that you absolutely can, right? Uh, and then on the other side, you will be more financially free than you were before. You'll have more financial options, uh, but ultimately you won't have the same financial options as the individual who started uh, investing early, built up a, a, a nice nest egg for themselves, stayed out of debt. That person is going to win financially over a long period of time. And that person will not be uh, part of these statistics, right? So ultimately, I don't want you to be a statistic. I don't want you to fall in here uh, with you know the debt by product type and age bracket. I want your debt uh, you, to be no products, and you know I want you to have zero in value, right? I, I want that to be the case ultimately. And if that is uh, what you have, and yet you have assets that are constantly growing for you uh, and creating income for yourself, then you're just constantly in the plus. You are constantly in uh, the green, and that's where we want to be. We want you. Uh, to build uh, wealth over time. And the only way that you can build up a, a net worth, right? People always talk about uh, being a millionaire, right? What, what is being a millionaire? Being a millionaire means that what you own minus what you owe is a million dollars. And a lot of people will look up and they'll go, oh, well, this guy owns you know $50 million uh, in real estate. Well, how much debt does he have on that $50 million in real estate? I'm not saying he doesn't have $50 million in real estate. I'm just saying, does he own any of it? How much equity does he truly have? or she truly have uh, in uh, that place. And so our true worth uh, of our nest eggs, our true net worths, uh, they take into account our debt and, and that debt uh, you know, turns things to the, to the negative side. And that is not what we want. I want you guys to build wealth. I want you guys to have big nest eggs. Um, and I want you guys to be uh, millionaires. I want you to be weird, right? Uh, because obviously being out of debt and uh, you know, having a nice nest egg for yourself is a weird thing, right? And don't feel bad, right? Feel like you have done the right thing. Uh, do the right thing. Uh, don't let just this peer pressure of, well, it's normal, it's okay, uh, it's not going to be a problem if I go into debt or if I stay in debt into retirement. Uh, it may not seem like a problem, but it will create more financial hardship or more financial stress uh, than anything else you're going to deal with. Just think about if you can go into retirement and you'll go through retirement without having any debt, um, how much money do you really need? Right? How much money do you need on a monthly basis? What do you need uh, to create? Because I promise you, it's far easier to pay off those debts, far easier to get those debts out of the way than it's going to be to create the income uh, that would pay on them over a long period of time. So guys, I know that I'm a broken record. I know uh, that I keep saying things uh, that sound similar in all my episodes. Right When I'm talking about debt, I say a lot of the same things over and over. Uh, but the reason is I want to drill these things home. I want you guys to understand uh, that I'm trying to get you from the shortest path. Um, I, I tr I'm trying to get you to take the shortest path uh, from where you are to financial freedom, right? And the only way that I know how to do that, and the only way that I've seen that done is to get all the things out of the way that are keeping you from financial freedom, right? Financial freedom is options with your cash flow, options with your income, options with your money, right? And the only way that you have options is if you don't have obligations, right? Obligations get in the way. Well, debt is an obligation, right? You must pay a debt. 
And so if we can get that obligation or those obligations out of the way, then you have so many options. And I want us to enjoy our retirements. I want us to enjoy the money that we build up because we should. You should enjoy it. It should be something uh, that you're not constantly stressed about. It should be something um, that you have so much of it that you want uh, to just give it away, right? Uh, It should be something like that uh, in your mind. And if it's not, then I'm not, you know, talking bad to you or about you. I'm just saying uh, that there are things that you could have done in your financial life to make things better, and maybe you didn't. And that's okay, but that does not mean that we have to stay that way. It does not mean that we cannot change. It does not mean that we cannot grow because we can absolutely grow. So even though I may be a broken record, even though I may say the same things all the time, there's a reason that I hit home uh, on these specific topics. There's a reason that I talk about debt being a strain on your cash flow so often. There's a reason uh, that I talk about debt being a negative thing and not a positive thing uh, because the only way I've ever uh, observed it in my own life is as a negative thing. And I, I think many of you would second that the only way you've seen debt in your own life is as a negative thing. Uh, and I, I don't think many of us want debt. I, I think ultimately uh, most of us want to be free of those obligations, free of that bondage. Uh, and if you're free of it, then you know God bless and continue forward because you're doing great. And if you're not, just know that it's not going anywhere until you decide to do something. And I don't want it sticking around uh, into and through uh, retirement. That is just worst case scenario and it's only going to make your financial life more difficult over the long term. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials uh, to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.